0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode five hundred and fifty eight of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm as always I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What is up, buddy?
1: I'll tell you what, man, I am doing pretty good at this moment in time. Still kinda of digesting a lot of the stuff from like that Microsoft showcase. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, it's like it's making me more excited about Starfield. Oh, but God. uh other than that, man, how are you doing?
0: I'm exhausted, Gables. And I don't know <laughs> why. I tried to take a nap for several hours after the showcase. Um, I think I had like a crash because I drank the whole Trent of Starbucks coffee <laughs> during the show. And I think I just had a hard crash a couple hours later, and I just couldn't take a nap. Uh, but, no, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, we're, uh, Both of us actually not like planned. We're just on vacation this coming week, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that's been kind of nice. I'm gonna play some play a bunch of games and uh, I gotta go over and uh you know take care of a sick doggo. But other than that, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to stop being at work, relax and stuff like that. It's going to be pretty nice out this week. But uh anyways, you know, it's summer game fest time, everybody. So if you're listening, watching, whatever, really appreciate it. Um you know, like we're we're doing this. We're gonna be tomorrow. Uh we're recording this on Sunday night. Uh if you're you know you're watching this, listen to us, whatever. Um, you know, we are live on YouTube right now doing this. But uh, we did a live reaction to the Xbox Starfield showcase um, earlier today. Um, you can go check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, you know, the Links are down below with Twitter, Facebook, um, all that. You can see posts um, for when all those go up or when we're going to be live. Uh, but you can go check us out on that YouTube on our YouTube channel. Um, also, we're posting the podcast up on like Apple, Spotify, whatever. So please check us out all those places. Uh, but the plan also is for tomorrow, uh, we won't be able to do the Ubisoft Forward, or at least I won't be able to. Uh, Gibbles might. Right. We don't know, um, but uh, we'll, we should be able to do the Capcom live reaction. That's a little later in the afternoon, because uh, I'll be right. I, I won't be home uh, for the Ubisoft one. Uh, but if we can't do either, um, we will at the very least be doing uh, a live YouTube show tomorrow night on Monday night as well. Yes. Probably around uh, 8:30 9 o'clock Pacific time um, for that, and we'll be breaking down the Ubisoft forward and the Capcom showcase as well. So. Uh, no idea what's gonna be there. Like the, the Ubisoft one I believe is completely live on stage and the Capcom one is like pre recorded, but I think it's only like thirty six minutes. And we don't know what's gonna be there other than like well, I think they said extra primal detective ring code. Is that what the game's called? Um Something
1: like that, yeah. Yeah, and there's one of the Plus ones Ghost Trick.
0: Well uh, Ghost Trick, yeah. I'm think I'm mixed... Trick. I'm mixing yeah. up uh games here. Uh combined two different game titles together. Um and then there is um a third game. I can't remember what they said is gonna be there as well, but uh yeah so that's what's going on uh but anyways we're here gables this week to talk about or well this time well it's this is our third time <laughs> being together in the last like 48 hours uh so mm-hmm. uh, this time we are back though to talk about the xbox and starfield showcase um mm-hmm. so we talked about a little bit um because we just did the show we just watched the live reaction and we talked about it for a few minutes after at the end there about our overall thoughts but you know we've had about nine hours since the show ended to digest everything um kind of like i don't know at a on a one through ten scale how are you feeling you know you know after about nine hours to di- kind of digest that and everything how you feel about it
1: all right so after having a lot of it sink in after not just re-watching certain trailers but also like gauging a lot of different opinions upon the stuff you know I still kind of feel like kind of strongly that this is probably one of the better showcases that Microsoft has done. So, if I had to go to the scale of one to ten, I want to give it like about an eight point five, okay? because that's definitely in the realm of like, say, that's just in the realm of comfortableness for me because we did see a lot of like trailers and stuff like that that didn't have like gameplay. There were some aspects to where, especially with Hellblade two and stuff, it's like we, Saw the initial trailer upon it, but yet we still don't know really a concrete gameplay or a concrete date for it. Yeah. I mean, hell, the trailer itself, the trailer itself was fine. I mean, I liked the trailer, but so there should have been more to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was part of the reason why they kind of went down to, like, say, an 8.5. Because other than that, though, had I not been spoiled upon the Persona 3 oh, and yeah. the load and the Persona 5 Tactica, yeah, I would have absolutely probably have bumped it up to about a nine because I love that series. But yet that uh, that other game that Atlas went through and put out Metaphor. Yeah Metaphor. That's the code name of this game. That's something entirely different. It's from the same developer as like the the modernized like Persona games from like three, four, and five and stuff like that. So there's definitely some pedigree there. It's totally different of a series than like say Simagami Tensei or like Persona or whatsoever. But, yeah, that's that's just one aspect of it, though. But what did you think about it, Tyler?
0: Uh, I'm kind of agreeing with you. I would say – I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Um, I would give the Xbox Showcase an 8 out of 10. Okay. I would give that Starfield Direct a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah? I think they did the best they could do. And I mean, I, I don't think there was – I really have no flaws with that Starfield Direct um they did nothing like it went on for like 45 minutes and like we were talking about during it's like i don't have like as a gamer looking at it like i have no complaints like all the shit they were showing me was like i was entertained all the way throughout i was like on, yeah. I, honestly the only complaint i have was like i'm already sold the game you don't need to keep selling me on it you know it's like you're already talking me into right, it right this exactly. game looks awesome um you know like is it a game like I'm going to love and be one of my favorite games of all time? Probably not. Cause I'm not like a huge Skyrim. Like I love the fuck out of fallout three and new Vegas back in the day, but like uh fallout four, I played for like 35 hours and fell off of, which I know was a ridiculous. to say for a game. I played 35 hours of, um, you know, like Skyrim, I played for like 15 hours and it's just like, this isn't for me. Um, so yeah, like um, I, yeah, I think I agree with you. Like they could have shown like the, the big things that we really wanted to see, I wanted more of you know like we didn't really get a lot out of them but i think the rest of the stuff they showed during the xbox showcase um were awesome so uh... yes
1: and it also addressed some key concerns though that we've had previously with uh like past xbox things to where we saw plenty of first-party stuff on top of the slew of third-party stuff that is not only like going to be either first-time reveals or coming out fairly soon but also on game pass
0: yeah that's something like I spent basically the whole last generation of, of those consoles complaining about. Is like on paper, you you always look at those those Xbox E3 showcases, and it's like on paper this is a fantastic you know uh, showcase, like direct press conference, whatever you want to call it. Like, but it's like most of the big shit that was shown is stuff I'm going to play elsewhere. Yeah, and like a lot of the stuff that they show, the big stuff that they showed that was going to be exclusive got canceled. Uh or like just yeah. didn't live up to, you know, like crackdown 3 or uh something like that. Like just you know or was it the Phantom Dust, you know, just never came to be. Uh Yep. Uh the what's that Platinum Dragon game that got canceled? Scale Down. Yeah, like uh we've just seen a lot of that or like, you know, it's kind of like big games they had they showed off for years and then they were just mid-tier. Um but we've been in this place in the last few years where like the big complaint about them is like they've had like, they've been showing off a lot of the first party stuff, but it's been CGI trailers uh giving yeah. it delayed constantly or when they do come out they're not hitting kind of what like kind of thing what, they're not hitting the expectations of what we want um but like you know we look at like really since i say 2020 on from them is they've had they had kind of this cheat code with game pass we're like yeah we can show a lot of third-party stuff but a lot of party stuff that we're showing is coming to game pass so it's like yeah you can play it elsewhere but if you just give us 15 bucks a month you can just play it here day one and like that's the cheat code. We're like, we look at that place to showcase we had last month. Um, like your third party stuff, indie games always gonna be part of it. We definitely want to see those things. Like those are the appetizers. The first party stuff is the main course. And it's like, they showed a lot of stuff. At like that that place to showcase we had last month was like, the the big complaint was like, it was almost all third party stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like the first part stuff. It's a page on of Microsoft's book. Yeah, but like the first part <laughs> stuff was like CGI trailers. And the yep. third party stuff is stuff I'm going to play elsewhere and it's not coming to PlayStation plus day, day, day and date. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the, the cheat code that, you know, that Xbox has here where like, yeah, like all these games, like, okay. So they put a tweet out uh, before us. I wrote down what they put here. So uh, 27 games were shown 21 coming to game pass. Yeah. 13 first party, 12 world premieres. Yeah. Like that's the cheat code. Yeah, you know, like I think couple, I think 2021 they had 30 games shown, I think 27 were coming to Game Pass. Uh, last year, like they always like, you know, like last year was the same kind of the same thing, but the the biggest issue was the everything's coming in the next 12 months. And we obviously we didn't go over that again. We know what happened. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Overall though, I would say like eight out of 10 for the Xbox side. Starfield was a 10 out of 10 because just I think that was just perfection of what you want the thing to be. Um, but Gables. Let's, let's get into it. Let's gonna break it Let's break this down one by one. So okay. start off pretty big here. We got Fable. Um, we got a uh, we got like the big the giant guy. Uh, I guess his name is Dave. I uh, think the trailer was incredibly uh-huh. funny. It definitely um, did a good job of like the comedy of Fable. Uh, I believe you and I both laughed at the thing multiple times. Um, <laughs> yeah. But kind of it was like there was no gameplay shown really. Uh, it was all an engine they said. Um, but no release date. But it, we do know it's coming Game Pass Day One. Um, how are you feeling based off of Fable so far?
1: So far, i kinda of like the I kind of like the whole Monty Python esque humor about it. I mean, yeah. they definitely retain some of the charm of what made the Fable games like kind of like what they are and stuff. Which is basically it's sort of like a satire of like certain action RPG stuff. But yeah, uh, you know, it was kind of weird some bits of that trailer and stuff because you see some of the modernized like you see like a like a modernized dude, you know, just talking to you verbatim about this game and stuff about people too. And on top of that, you get this medieval sense of like, oh, okay, you have, you have a whole bunch of different like characters and stuff, like a medieval garb and stuff and weapons and like have to face off against these certain creatures and stuff. I think at one point you see this girl or something that's going to be faced off against this werewolf cinematic and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, it was kind of jarring because you have two different styles. That's what I kind of thought about it. The humor itself, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I love that type of like, almost like a dry sort of humor in regards to the Monty Python sort of style. Because they will little either hit or miss based upon, like, uh, your understanding about some bits of the humor that. But uh, the only a- different disappointing aspect of it is it wasn't a longer kind of... It wasn't longer, and it didn't show any type of gameplay with it, and plus no release window, at least. I wasn't expecting a full-on release date. But at least given, like, God, maybe 2024, 24 25 or something i mean it sounds like this is pretty much the start of what direction they want to go to but yeah they don't just don't feel comfortable with the overall showcasing of the whole gameplay aspect of it yet so it must not be solidified
0: yeah um i heard they ran like uh, from what i understand they ran a little bit of development issues but it's not like uh oh we're fucked it's just like um i don't know it's basically just kind of a normal game that dev issues that happen throughout development and they're right. kind of just like in this like stuck in this little rut right now um and i imagine like because so many other games that did show off like got 2024 a few did at least i'm probably probably just assume this is not a you know a 2024 game i'm guessing this is a 2025 game which i always kind of assume um but yeah like i'm not i don't, i thought it was I, I thought it was at the very least from this trailer obviously it's only a few minute long trailer um I think the biggest concern, really, I mean, not even the biggest, but one of the big concerns is like the two biggest thing is like, obviously, what's the gameplay like, but also, is the comedy there? Like you said, the Monty Python, like, right? The video games are always just inherently funny, and that with that British humor, and I would say so far, based off this trailer, um, you know, just looking at what we got here, they've at least nailed the humor part of it. Um, so that is like a bit of a relief there. So uh I, I came away pretty, you know, pretty positive away from it. But yeah, I was like, my yeah, like the one, like like I said, the one big complaint I have is, I want to see what the game is. Everything I've I've heard about it, it's basically they're like trying to make a Fable game with like with uh kind of like uh inspired by The Witcher Three in a way. So like a gigantic right, see that. world, you know, with uh you know uh b- a big explorable world, um with you know british humor which sounds in, in theory sounds fantastic um I, I i do wonder though you said the, the werewolf thing we're like we're not here to fight legendary beasts i'm like is that like a shot at witcher 3 like i kind of thought that was kind of funny if that's the case um but yeah i really i i, I enjoyed that trailer quite a bit um next up here to another xbox uh, first party game here south of midnight is compulsion games this is the people that made con uh, contrast and we happy few um they uh not really in the gameplay. It was like a CG trailer, but they said it's in engine. So I'm, I'm guessing it's like a, a cut scene from the game. Uh, kind of like a, almost a claymation style. Um, our style is saying you have the guy playing the guitar and you, and you have this woman looking for a monster and then like the monster rises up from, from the water. Um, I love the vibes. Definitely love the music. Uh, the kind of old school blues from like, you know, like the, you know, the 1920s and thirties and shit. I like Robert Johnson, uh, you know, kind of inspiration there. Uh, once again, no release date, uh, but I don't like they make some interesting games. Like I think we happy few was not like what we all were hoping it would be when they like, that was shown no. off for quite a while. at like Xbox events and the game kind of, we all like realized like when the game came out, it's like, Oh, it's this weird, like live service style game or like they kind of kept making it. Like we all thought it was like a Bioshock style game. And yeah, contrast. It was like a, a cool, like launch game on PS4 um I remember it had the extra life room in there you could find as well. That was really cool. Um, I don't know. Like, we don't really know what this game is, but I, I would say at the very least, I am interested in this game, South of Midnight, because of the style. But that's kind of it. What about you, Gables?
1: That's the same direction that I had with this game. I love the style. I love the aspect of the trailer, the clay. I'm not sure whether it's like a claymation style or whether or not it's like a. Uh... Sort of like a pseudo, sort of like Pixar type of style in terms of the direction of what they were doing, though. But uh, yeah, South of Midnight definitely, definitely with the introduction of this game, it oozes the style, you know, from like every strum of like the chord or some of like this dude's like uh, guitar and stuff to like the whole animals and stuff, the rabbits and the rats and stuff being very distinct, yeah, yeah, the you know, and on it's like. Shoulder. Oh, yeah, the possum on the shoulder and stuff just hissing at you because you're getting too close and all this other stuff. It's like, I love that, you know? It's It definitely feels like a creative take upon, like, a southern setting on top of who knows what type of a game style this is going to be. I mean, they didn't specify, but from everything that uh, I've seen so far from this introductory trailer, it sounds like... it's kind of sounds like you're kind of basic action game. This just meets me guessing speculating and stuff yeah with maybe like some sort of a bounty hunter sort of style you know
0: yeah because she has like something on her back that like could be like a bow and arrow could be a sword could be some sort of weapon and yeah there's a big giant enemy that comes out of the water at the end of that trailer so um it definitely could be Yeah, you're right could be like a more of an action-based game but i don't i i I don't know i've never really played too much like i played con uh i always want to say contrast but contrast um yeah when like when i first got my ps4 um but i didn't never beat right. the game um and like we have a few i just never even bothered checking out so um i don't know i mean it's a game you know it's let keep your eye on top of game but i'm guessing this is also um a ways off as well so right we'll have to wait and see um but let's move on here gables kind of a big surprise here from ubisoft this is a massive uh game this is the people that make uh division um, right. We got to see uh, I guess a cutscene, or not cutscene, but we got a trailer, no gameplay or anything like that for their new game, Star Wars Outlaws. And they did say there's gonna be a a big uh, gameplay walkthrough tomorrow at right. the Ubisoft event. Uh, but um, it takes place between uh, Episode five and six because you see okay, Han uh, in the uh, I want to say is it Kryptonite? Not Kryptonite. Uh, is that Kry- yeah Kryptonite? He's um, frozen in Kryptonite. Fortnite? Uh, Carbonite, thank you. Jesus, Kryptonite. Not Kryptonite, Kryptonite dude. is Superman. Carbonite. Jesus, Christ, it's very it's, it's late, people. Like I said, I'm exhausted.
1: Um, Not even Superman could free Han Solo. Yeah, that'd be... Oh, man,
0: if only. Uh, would have made things a lot easier. Oh, that's a fight I never thought of. Superman versus Darth Vader, who would win? Um, but coming out in 2024, there's been some rumors before that that this game could be... Uh, Ubisoft mentioned they have a game, unannounced game, that was uh, coming out in the first quarter of next year. And there's been a right. lot of... some buzz and rumors that potentially star wars could be that game so we could be seeing that in the first few months of next year um but i don't know like i like there's no gameplay here uh i'm excited for tomorrow right to see it and this is stuff I, like. I always like to see the synergy that we get from these from these companies where um it's like hey we're gonna show this to you here but check us out on our thing tomorrow for more and i always like when when that happens during like e3 and stuff like that but um from what it looks like here is like we don't we're not playing as Jedi, which is awesome because, like, I don't need another. Like, we already got Star Wars Jedi Survivor and stuff like that. Like, I don't want. I don't need another one of those. Like, this is its own different thing. It's gonna be like you're you're playing as like it looks like a, you know, just like you work. For, you know, you're in the. You know, um, you're not. A, you're like a Han Solo style. You are not. A, you're not a good person. You're not a bad person. You know, but you're just, you know, you're doing jobs to get by. Uh, you got a cute little friend with you along the way. Um, uh, yeah. So far, I I definitely am. I'm I'm excited actually. I think a little more than I thought I would be, uh, for the Star Wars Massive Entertainment game before, ever, than I ever thought I would be. So, how where, where are you feeling, Gables?
1: Honestly, it's interesting because this is sort of like a uh, new like, style. Of, it's like almost like a new style of kind of like tor- storytelling inside like the Star Wars like uh, franchise itself. You know, it's something completely different definitely like the aspect of something kind of different deviating from the traditional more like okay this is a jedi versus sith sort of like stuff but uh yeah the overall the overall cinematic trailer yeah it looks interesting in that regards but i really don't have too much more opinions about it because we didn't see any type of gameplay yeah and you know star wars could be either here or there
0: yeah yeah definitely it's or miss. definitely uh i I don't know i think part of me too is excited because it takes place between episode five and six so so many like TV, so many of the TV shows and the games take place uh, between three and four, typically. So it's kind of exciting. Like I think yeah. this might be the furthest out we've ever had a Star Wars video game before, mm. at least recently. Maybe you know I don't. Maybe there's some like on the '64 or older that I'm not thinking of, but you know, like most of them definitely take place. You know, be, after the prequels and before the you know like the the original trilogy. So right. Um. Uh, next up though, Gables, this game. Looks really cool. Uh, For the people that made Spirit Fair and Jotun, Um they have 33 Immortals. This is a game where you play with 33 uh, people online together, and it kind of it's like a top-down action-based game. Um, it's coming yeah. out next year uh, from Thunder Lotus. Uh, it's going to be on Game Pass Day One. Uh, yeah, I thought I love the art style. Definitely like Spirit Fair. Like I know that game is extremely uh popular it's been installed on my right. playstation forever and it's just like a game that like uh i heard is fantastic uh it's just i heard it could c- kind of be emotionally devastating and it's like i i need to be in the mindset to play this game uh <laughs> but uh definitely i feel a more av- motivated to go check that game out finally but uh i this might be this might be like one of my favorite games so far summer game fest how you feel about this one
1: I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, 33 Immortals definitely looks like an interesting style of game. I mean, I am I, I feel like this is the perfect game for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be wanting to try this game at launch. And it's going to be a lot of people, which I hope that it's going to be like that type of co-op experience and stuff to where you can go online and stuff and find like a whole bunch of random people or something to play with while you're in the middle of the game, you know, instead of having to invite like, say... 32 other friends, if you have, like, 32 other friends that want to play this game. Yeah. Just to go forth and, like, uh, you know, just bullshit around and stuff inside the levels and, like, try to get all this stuff going. I mean, this absolutely sounds like it could be a fun time, but only if the online stuff is supported decently and also if the content is engaging enough to warrant people wanting to play through it multiple times. Yeah, And it also kind of... in one thing that also comes to mind is... If this is the type of game or something, I kind of hope it has more character classes than say, like the original thing that we see currently, because part of the like replayability esque type of stuff from a game like similar to like say immort like thirty three immortals or something like that is character class stuff could be equally important to try to replay a particular game because new styles, new this or that, you know, you don't want to be that game or something that. Uh, like an open sort of like action game, sort of like this and stuff, and like just be one playthrough and done. You want to keep people coming back to want to play more and more, yeah, more and more pretty much, yeah. But yeah, it looks pretty good. I want to try that when it comes out next year,
0: yeah. Like you said, it's a perfect game pass game. Um, they did mention about like pick up and raid, um, mm. and uh, this is a roguelike as well. So I'm curious how that part's going to work with the roguelike. Like, is it like do you have X amount of lives, or is it like once, every, if everybody dies at the same time kind of thing, or? Uh, I don't know. I like it's definitely yeah. Like I said, like this is a perfect game because like you know, the main issues. There's so many like we're not in that you know we're not in that in, like the 2000s era where like um, everybody we always played Call of Duty a lot mainly because like yeah Call of Duty was a good game but like we played kept kept going back to Call of Duty because it was like the one game that all of our friends had. Uh, yeah. You know, we now we live in this era where there's just so many games that it's hard to like convince your friends to buy. These games and like you know, you could for to buy these games, and if you play it a handful of times, absolutely. that fucking sucks. So, you know, that's why, he's, yeah, like you're right, like this is like a perfect game pass game just because you already have game pass, it's so much easier. And then, yeah, you don't need to have like I'm assuming you don't need to have like even if there's only three of you playing this game together because you don't even have eight people in a party chat, anyways. You just have a bunch of randos join you, and then you have you in the queue and a couple friends, like that's good enough, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: uh, next up though, we had a uh, payday three. Um, you know, it's a co-op uh you know, heist game, we robbing banks and shit. Uh, that is coming out September twenty first. Also coming to uh, Game Pass day one. So, looks pretty cool. I've, you know, I know there's a hardcore audience for uh, for Payday. Like, I've never been a me game. Like, be fair, I've never played it before. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, same. The, the the fact that it's coming to Game Pass definitely is like, all right, cool. Like, at the very least, I will probably check this game out. But I don't know if it's gonna be a game like, uh, I will put a lot... It might be one of those games I play a couple times and then kind of move on from, but um, no, no, I'm kind of excited about the idea of like, actually jumping into a Payday game. What about you?
1: Uh, you know what? When it comes to Payday 3 and stuff, it looked alright from what I saw though, but uh, to be perfectly honest with you, dude, I mean, it takes a certain type of group and also a certain type of like, like feeling or something like that to actually go forth and try to play a game like Payday 3 and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, I've never better. been really... Yeah, the whole teamwork based stuff, you know, trying to find a couple different people to try to, you know, try to help you along with that stuff. I just don't really find it too interesting currently. I mean, never really was my cup of tea.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it's definitely, it's like I think it's one of those games that's just where you're not that people for. Like, if we saw Jake around, like, he'd probably be fucking nerding out about this game. And Yeah, pretty much. He's definitely like, he was always like, you know, of like, you know, he's been around for several years now, but he was always like more the multiplayer guy of the group, so um yeah it's like definitely that's like one thing i think we, we miss in the group is like we don't have that big like you're the, you're the destiny guy but we don't have that person that plays all those kind of big games but um there yep. is definitely like some of the games that has a hardcore audience behind it and i'm sure they are incredibly excited uh next up though a game called Vow. we saw this a few years ago um going from obsidian which you know obsidian quietly we always we always give like a lot of props to like insomniac on the playstation side for like just pumping yes. out games like crazy over the last like Five years or so, Um, where Obsidian just doesn't really get their due. Like, like since Xbox has bought them, they put out Outer Worlds, Pentiment, and um, Grounded, Uh, all three you know really well reviewed games. Uh, True. And then right now we got Avowed coming out next year, and then also they mentioned they're working on Outer Worlds too. So, um, yeah. So we finally got some like real gameplay of this. Like, you know, Outer Worlds is like kind of like you know their Fallout style game uh and, and Val looks like they're kind of like uh you know, Elder scroll style game but from what i've seen of this like you know like I, I mentioned like never been like a bethesda game studio person you know like a big person like i love Fallout three because i was like nothing like we've ever played before but like you know skyrim didn't click with me like you know Fallout four kind of fell off of after a while um but i don't know, like i saw the gameplay for this i see everything from this and I I was blown away. Like I thought, this looked really really cool. Um, ton of fun. Um, could we could I could it come out and it's just like ah, uh, it's just not what I want. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I am definitely way more intrigued by this than kind of how I felt like I would be. Yeah, twelve hours ago. What about you?
1: Like I said during the live stream that we were going through, this game. Like I said at that time. Looks like Skyrim, but much more evolved. And man, I gotta admit though, from what Obsidian has done to flesh out Avowed and stuff from the first initial time we did see the release, like the reveal trailer, to the whole gameplay aspect of this thing, this has me wanting to delve into playing this game when it releases. Because you know, Obsidian they have made some good RPGs in the past. They were the ones instrumental with making Fallout New yep. Vegas. So this is something I really want to give a shot to because it seems like a fairly colorful, fun like fantasy RPG. You know, I, I really don't see too many good like Western like RPGs sort of like this. You know, yeah. so I want to give this game a shot. When yeah, it, comes it seems out.
0: like you know they never really when they put games out, they don't seem to miss. So uh, you know, not all right. of them are like you know they must be their game of the years, but they're always good quality games. So um, like these say people that made my game of the year 2014 south park stick of truth so
1: yep and that's a fantastic rpg oh yeah, as well so good.
0: love that <laughs> game uh i have 100 percent the twice now uh next up though <laughs> uh, another cool really cool crossover here sea of thieves teaming up with monkey island um that is coming out july 20th uh where they like, they go and like they find this like majestical land of uh you know of monkey island uh, I've only ever played like a little bit of like the secret of monkey Island. They did the remaster on 360 way back in the day. Yes. Um, one of those games, just not for me, but, uh, I mean, I, I will say like see a thief is like, it's crazy. Like how popular, how, how good they made that game, um, over the years, uh, like the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Uh, I know people loved it last year. Um, yeah, a lot of people were excited for this one as well. Uh, especially with, they just put out the, the new secret of monkey Island game last year. Um, Yes. It was actually a like really good, um, is this is all free as well. Uh, but I don't know. Like I, you know, I played sea with these for the first time last year, uh, with, with a couple of friends and like, man, I was like, I was like, this is actually a really good game. Like, not that I doubted that, but like when I played it by myself, it's like, okay, I, I, I like this more than I thought I would, but, uh, I don't, it seems like the humor is there. It seems like, you know, like the quality is there, like they're not like, this isn't just like shoehorning right. in something like they've actually put a lot of time and effort into this, but. Um, how do you feel about this one, Gables?
1: I feel this is a perfect collaboration between Sea of Thieves, you know, and, like, the whole Monkey Island stuff introdu- introducing into this whole Because it makes a lot of sense. Microsoft pretty much owns Double Fine and stuff like that. And then, like, a whole bunch of, like, the Monkey Island stuff. So this collaboration
0: is oh, actually a fairly
1: to... natural collaboration. Yeah, well, because but...
0: Double Fine, but did Double Fine make that game?
1: I don't think Double Fine. No, that that was. I think there's something else. Lucas
0: Films owns the rights to it.
1: Lucas Films. That's right. Why the fuck was I thinking Double Fine during that time? Um, but anyway, I think there were aspects of uh, people who were inspired by Monkey Island that do. I mean, they're very similar
0: style games, like the Double Fine games, and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But uh, anyway, when it comes to the collaboration itself, you know, I like that idea. But I've never been too much of a Sea of Thieves fan. Never really had too much interest in wanting to try to play it. But I got to say, though, it does look fairly good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was Lucas Christ that made the game. But maybe, who is it? Uh, Tim Schaefer was a part of that. Yeah, that's why. Okay. I, was, I thought maybe that was right. Yeah, so, Tim Schaefer
1: was a part which, of that. So that's what I yeah, was so thinking. Yeah, so you were wrong. I was like, that must have been what I was I'm like,
0: thinking. I made the same conclusion, too. But I'm like, well, that's, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Like, I think it looks kind of cool. I don't know if it's going to be something I'm, gonna, like, I'm actually going to jump back into, but. You know july once it, like like every other month is just pretty packed with games so we'll have to wait and see um but yeah i can't uh, i'm excited for people that are super pumped for that game um next up here though gables i didn't realize this at the time and i guess he said it but i didn't hear him say that phil spencer that so we had the the new thing with microsoft flight simulator with uh i thought it was like an expansion with like all like you can do the rescue right. stuff and everything um, and they showed like the doom. Uh, so the dune thing is actually we get to play as like the, I don't know what it is, like the dragonfly looking uh, ship. Um, so that is coming in November for micro Microsoft flight simulator, but all of like the rescue stuff that they were showing, that is a brand new Microsoft simulator game called Microsoft flight simulator 2024. This is a different game.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I, I, I guess I didn't realize, realize all that. So it's uh, wow, interesting. I, I don't know. like i talk about I, I i think i respect this game i i had a good time i fucked around with it on game pass for a while I told the story a million times where i flew around you know uh, from des moines i flew around flew over my childhood home flew over the home my parents live in i grew up in like when i was a teenager i uh, flew over my apartment and then i crashed my plane into, into my work uh so uh <laughs> that was kind of like the extent of my gameplay Like i played like two hours of it and it was kind of fun digging around and, like i I flew some other places. Uh, I this game is definitely really cool, really well made. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't think I'm gonna be like super pumped to like you know do uh, to to crop dust stuff. Which I love crop dusting, but you know I do a different type of crop dusting. What about you, Gables? Tell me how you crop dust.
1: Oh my gosh, dude! I'll tell you, this definitely is a game that I probably would just give a shot on Game Pass because hey. It's something that's going to be chill in between games I'm already playing. And I'll I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm kind of having some interest in wanting to try out the Dune stuff. I mean, heck, I mean, I'm kind of staring at like a whole entire book set here of Dune that I have (laughs) conveniently (laughs) placed around my room. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely a fun take right here for Flight Simulator. And... Do like hop, like you can just go through and like have hot balloon rides and stuff. And like, there's a whole bunch of like rescue missions put, and stuff, yeah. you know. Put out like,
0: forest fires and stuff,
1: a forest fires, So it's definitely something entirely different. But I, I, it's the type of thing where I need a chill game in between trying to play some games. So if not this, then probably like, uh, oh god, that pressure washer simulator,
0: <laughs> power wash simulator, yeah. The game is really good, it just gives me anxiety, so I can't play it. so. Uh, no, to to it, get into it.
1: That's kind of like the opposite with me, dude. Where it's like it's super chill and stuff like that, but I start to have the same type of mind, like mind frame thing while I'm actually working and stuff. And like after about yeah. a half hour or something like that, I get
0: incredibly tired. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just got like I just get incredibly, incredible anxiety because I'm just like I gotta get like, it's like my ADD just kind of kicks in. It's like it just drives me nuts that I can't 100%. get the shit clean enough. Um, I I will say though, like I did like the like the show like the tornado like. That would be cool to like fly around and like just get close to tornado, see what happens. Like, Dude, I don't yeah. I think it would ahead.
1: be awesome if you could actually fly into the tornado. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I want to do like the thing from Twister. Uh, oh my god! What if you, you fly into the eye of a tornado and you just see two people using a a, a belt to like hunker down by a pipe oh uh, to not get sucked to a tornado? Oh, That'd be so Sh- stupid. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Another game that looks really cool. Senua's Saga, Hellblade Two, uh, from Ninja Theory. Um, Hellblade is one of my favorite games of 2017. Uh, I thought one of the coolest games of the last generation. I have been pounding the table for this game for over six years now. How so much I love this game. Um, we see this game now. Well, we had we had the announcement in 2020, no 2019. We got the gameplay in 2021 with like the giant on the beach. Uh then we got this. This is more they then it's more of a this is actually a cinematic uh part from the game um where she's like in a cave and you see like these weird like likes um in in the walls um dealing with her psychosis and everything like that. Um I I I love all this. Like I'm not concerned about like the story side of this game of like what it's going to be. Um you know, it's coming. They all said it's coming out twenty twenty four. I'm hoping. Right. I know some people were were thinking this might be a twenty twenty three game. I never really like bought into that. Like, I was, It'd be nice if it did. Uh, but also part of me is like happy. Like, it's crazy. That Gables, we're in this time right now where it's like, when I see games getting twenty twenty four release windows, it kind of like makes me happy because like we were talking before the show. I don't know how I'm gonna play all the games I want to play right now. That's True. already like announced. Uh, let alone new games. Uh, to put in there. So this is coming out twenty twenty four. Is nice, because a little relief there, um, but uh, I- I've never been concerned about like what this game's gonna look like. This game looks gorgeous. Um, this is a game like I almost want to like buy a Series X for, because uh, like the first one was like just a graphical showpiece, uh, right? But I, I just kind of like I want to know the thing. I really was kind of bummed out. was like, I want to see like what is the thing I'm doing in this game. Like, is it more of Hellblade One? Or is this like a much like? Because one of the things that's great about Hellblade is like, it's just a small game that you can beat in like five hours. Um, right. You know, it's a very, it's a, it, is a, it is a, you know, straight line game. There's no like big open areas, anything like that. There's like very little like side stuff to like, you know, the like collectible things. Like, it's really like, there's a couple collectible things to find. That's about it. Uh, that's part of the thing I love about the game. You know, I replayed it again last year. I actually, this week i took this week same week off last year i replayed it during that weekend uh fun fact but um yeah i just kind of want to know like we've seen like a little bit of the gameplay from a couple of years ago and it's like, i just want to know like more of that is this gonna be like a bigger open world thing is it gonna be just like a bigger budget version of hellblade one which i'd be fine with that uh that's that's the thing i i came away from like those are the those are the questions i wanted answered and we didn't get that here well how are you feel about this yeah one?
1: Basically kind of like what I was stating towards the beginning of uh, this this podcast, you know, where it's like, we didn't really see too much, like, gameplay aspect here in this trailer, but also, yeah, we generally, the biggest complaint I have is, like, we don't know what the hell this game is in terms of the styling. I mean, we saw the cinematics, we saw the whole, like, delving into, like, the psychosis here of, like, Senua and stuff, and, like, her, her, like, uh, this. Gripping with different types of stuff, you know, like dealing with the voices in her head and like trying to like uh, piece together certain aspects of what she wants to go forth and tackle next. But yeah, I kind of feel like in some aspects this trailer was kind of disappointing because of that type of stuff. But like for the story aspect of it, and like the show, the presentation, the music of this, I thought it was fairly done. So with Hellblade two and stuff, I just wanted to learn more about the overall game itself. Is it just going to be period by period or something of like what her mind, like what she remembers or something, or is it just things happening in like real time. And then like going, going to like specific points and stuff throughout. Is it like a linear type of game? Are we talking yeah. about? I mean, some, so many questions yet to be answered from this game, but unfortunately I don't think we're going to learn any more until like around next year. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm hoping it's like an early game. Like, I wonder if we get like another Developer Direct, uh, from Xbox, like we had back in. I think was that February we got that. Right. Um. Maybe. Yeah. February was when we got that. Um. So maybe we get another one. Maybe not this year, but early next year as well. Like. Right. Maybe would be awesome if we got like one of those like at the beginning, like every year, and then we got the like the the big June thing from them. Um. Because I wouldn't be shocked if like. I'm hoping that this is like an early like the first half of next year type game. And then they vowed like they're like one of their big, um, like, you know, second half of next year game. They did mention though, like that they, they want to get to the point where they're putting out, a, a four first first party games a year, which is not the first right. time they talked about that. Um, in the yeah, talked about that a few years ago. Um, but you know, I don't know it, if, they, if they don't think this is like, what well, we've got a vowed and this for next year. So we're off to a decent start. If, if those two can hit, um,
1: yeah, if they do like a four first party games a year stuff, you know, I mean, we've already got like about two so far this year,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, well, we got like Redfall and uh, uh, Hi Fi Rush and then Forza and, and then Starfield, Starfield, yes, yeah, so there's four this year, that's four. Uh, that'd be a pretty good year, obviously. Redfall is what it is, but yeah, and like I imagine a lot of those games they like are gonna be like smaller games too, like it's not like to like we might get like when they said about four, they weren't talking about four. Big a games, but like when you look at, like, um, um, you, know, you might have like a pentiment in there and stuff like that, so right, um, yeah, we will have to uh wait and see on that one. Next up here, though, like a dragon infinite wealth, uh, coming, I believe this will be the eighth, um, like a dragon game slash Yakuza game coming out early 2024. Um, is that is it only on PC and Xbox? Did they mention anything about PlayStation?
1: Not yet, at least. I mean.
0: Oh. It definitely oh, has
1: not been mentioned. Not even, like, by uh, the social media stuff for PlayStation stuff. I mean, I didn't see any type of updates.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking on PS5. That was, like... um, Sorry, what, what, what was your thoughts, though, on this one, Gables?
1: Okay, so for Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, I was actually pleasantly surprised that we're getting another game in a Like a Dragon series so soon after the first one. But what's also kind of funny is, like, it's even from the initial trailer it it holds it holds that direct humor that the first game had and uh, because of the incredible weirdness of the first i mean i'm kind of excited to see what is going to go on next because it seems like the main character here is like inside the united states so whatever yeah. type of crap he gets himself into here is going to be extremely, probably going to be extremely funny
0: yeah, yeah. uh so I, I did i did look it up though it is coming to playstation as well so okay good um Good. this is this is one of the few games that is coming that was at the showcase that's not coming to the game Pass day one uh but yeah i love the trailer it's like it, it definitely like i mentioned it in the live reaction it's like uh it is awesome they just did the awesome powers thing which uh you know i don't know 20 years later still fucking funny uh so uh <laughs> i thought it was really well done um but uh, yeah early 2024 it's crazy like i i'm you know i've always like liked looking at these games i always thought the you know um the games, like, obviously, have always had a huge falling behind them. And it's kind of crazy, like, really, like, Like a Dragon was the uh, first one. I think I feel like that was actually, like, um, the one that kind of blew up, I would say, for, like, uh, more so. And I think it helped come and also come the Game Pass and shit, too. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, I think that was, like, the first time, really, where I started hearing more people talk about it than, like, you know, like, just, like, hardcore gamers. Um, but, uh, you know, I've never, never played one before. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I seen check one of these out one day. I think Dragon like Dragons still on Game Pass, so I just need to least check it out. Cause uh, but I always just like when I hear about this, it always just seems very overwhelming, uh, because these games are fucking huge, so uh, mm. yeah. But uh, moving on here, Gables. Uh, I don't know, not too much out in on this one. Fall '76. Uh, as you know, as is tradition, uh, they announced that Atlant there's gonna be an Atlantic City, um, expansion coming. And that is coming, I believe, in was that July? I think they said for that. Oh shit! I hit the. I'm I'm, I'm looking up the trailer right now. I'm gonna try to see if they have a date on it. I don't know. give us like Fall Seven Six. Seems like they've really turned around. Like they've definitely turned around over the years uh, from the right. launch. Obviously that was pretty poorly done. But uh, I don't know. I thought the trailer was nice. Like you know with the, yeah, with the, the trailer, trailer is fine. But, I like, mean,
1: nothing too do bad about it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like. It's not something I'm gonna be jumping into at any time. So, what about you?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with me. I mean, I not invested in Fallout 76. It's not my live service game I like to invest time into. So, yeah. But what I would like to talk about is Kanizu Gamma. You know Kanizu Gami. You know the Path, Path of the, the Goddess. goddess. Yep. Yeah, because that game literally came out of nowhere from uh, Capcom. Seems like to me, it's like. Capcom now is making it a foray now, not only to put out some interesting banger games and stuff in recent years, but also putting in some new IP stuff. Like yeah, yeah Kanitsukami, in my honest opinion, though, looks like that sort of uh that artistic creative style of like a action game, sort of like it kind of has some elements of, say, like a uh, Dark Souls somewhat. That's why I, I thought
0: more... it was like a Sekiro, but then we seen the gameplay and I don't know what it is like. It, like, I like looking at it. One of those things. Like, I am intrigued by the visuals of it. Um, but I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I almost kind of got like, not vibes in like the gameplay, but vibes in like the art style of what's the uh, um, the the Capcom game where you play as a wolf that was there, but it's oh called, like, my it was a Zelda style game.
1: It's Okami, so Tyler.
0: Yeah, so, yeah,
1: Okami. Yeah, This game feels like a cross between Onimusha and Okami
0: oh, okay. when it comes
1: to a lot of the aspects of it. Gets the colorfulness of everything, you know. But you got the whole sort of like a Edo Japan sort of style with all these, all these like rad, like demons and like grotesque creatures and stuff, you know, from the Japanese folklore. And like, it definitely is fairly cool looking. How this game is going to play, I'm not sure. But it definitely kind of blends elements of that. Plus you have some almost like bullet time sort of freezing things like with Bayonetta. But I'm absolutely down with this, dude. I mean, this definitely looks like that type of game where I would probably spend a good couple of hours on launch night. You know, just just uh, going through and like playing a bunch of playing a bunch of chapters in a row and stuff and try to experiment with different type of, like, attacks and stuff, because I kind of assume you're going to get some sort of, like, skill tree or getting some sort of, like, crazy weapons in order to use against enemies and stuff, not to mention what other type of, like, big bosses are going to go through and inter- introduce. Hopefully it's going to be some interesting style of, like, uh, bosses instead of something, like, readily generic. Like, for this type of game, you know, I'm, I, I, it's not, like, out of the... Real possibility to expect like say a bunch of like Tengu sort of like creatures or a bunch of like just major Japanese folklore style like monsters or something appearing as like big bosses say like well I was mentioned like bird like birds so like Tengu or even like Kappa you know like those stuff like ducks and stuff like that but uh, yeah man I mean this definitely had a lot of fun interesting style <laughs> But yeah, it just comes to show you, though, that uh, Capcom, man, they have put out some bangers. It really was, like, experimented through, like, with the release of Resident Evil 7, and now from building upon that, we get all these successes are contributing now to new IPs that can that Capcom is going through and checking out. And I gotta admit, though, I'm liking this result. I'm liking this result, and hopefully that uh, Gami here as is actually going to be fairly enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I mean like they've been killing it for I mean I said during the show the uh, showcase where it's like I don't know who's been doing a better who's done a better job than Capcom um the last like six plus years now. Um, mm-hmm. you know like they've they really turned it around like we talk about like where like you look you think back to like Street Fighter five where they literally had to make the game exclusive on PlayStation because they need PlayStation to help fund development of that game because they mm-hmm. couldn't afford to put it out. Um, it's crazy that where they're at now or now, like they've had like four years in a row where they've like, uh, had their most successful year. They keep breaking their own records and they, uh, you know, they talk about that they plan on breaking those records again, uh, this upcoming year. And it's like, nice games like this is going to be those kind of like the kind of games they need to, to, to do that. So yeah, like, I don't know, like it's coming to game pass. So it's definitely gonna be a game like where I'm, at least gonna check out but i i still have a lot of que- I have a lot of questions about this game like what it is exactly right. what we're doing like yeah like when we initially saw it, like is this a dark souls game like what is this um but the very least, yeah the game looks gorgeous uh it's a very visually pleasing game so at the very least i will have a good time looking at it so uh but yeah let's uh let's move on here to uh something else here Florida motorsports uh coming in october uh the the date did leak um uh, i think on friday night we were talking about we didn't we didn't want to mention it we didn't want to spoil it for other people but we were talking about a friday night before the show yep. we, um uh that the uh, the about the date so um that yeah, makes sense we got starfield in September 6th we got this October 10th so you know gives them a good month and like typically i think they come out and you know, they always come out actually in the fall but usually october november time frames when they come out so uh the game looks gorgeous it's definitely just a matter of like you know, like it's just, it is going to be the showpiece of the Xbox uh, series consoles. Uh, yes. I've talked about like, I am, I don't know if this is gonna be like a game. Like to me, it's like a perfect game pass game for me because, uh, you know, like Forza Horizon is a game. Like I had, I put like probably a good 10, 15 hours into, but I was like, I, I just, I had a really good time with this game, put like 15 hours or so into it. and kind of moved on and like, cause like, you know, big race games like that, not typically in my bag. Uh, and like I've been talking about for, for a while now, we're like, I just want like a really good racing game, that's not open world, and like maybe this isn't gonna fix that, like fill that niche for me because like I don't like the racing sim aspect of it so much. Like I, I respect, this. I enjoy these games, I respect them for what they are, uh, but like I, I you know like oh just give me Need for Speed Underground, make me a remake of that game. Uh, like I've been saying that for a long time now, and I will always say that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely be a game I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna probably put a decent chunk of uh, time into. Uh, when it comes out, um, but what about you, Gables?
1: I'm in agreement with you, Tyler. I'm kind of tired when it comes to racing games tied with open world stuff. I mean, hell, it's been done to—it's been pretty much done to death by Microsoft now over the past like uh, five years or something. And EA, they had, and EA as well, you know, with Burnout Paradise remastered and stuff, and like you had Forza Horizon three and f- like four and five, you know, and like Forza Motorsports and stuff seems like a Return to form in regards to its like simulation style of like racing stuff, but at the same time, this is much needed because this is the type of game where you're not going to be spending like about thirty to fifty hours exploring different things, like getting sitting like score like billboards racing on different tracks and stuff like that. And that's fine, you know, because they have those yeah. style of games already. But if you just want to go for just race without all the bullshit, you know, with some awesome looking cars, I mean, hell, it sounds good really good to me.
0: Yeah, um, I'm excited just to play it, but let's move on here. Us Persona 5 Tactica. Um, did Wait, we, did, we, did we miss Persona 3 as well?
1: Oh, we it's did. coming
0: up. Was it coming up? I'm, I'm going to scroll through here. Uh,
1: well, hopefully
0: it comes up throughout uh, No, yeah, it was not. Okay, I'm going through a list here that has everything, and Persona 3 was not in there. So we have Persona 3 Reloaded. Yeah. Um, that was shown earlier. We'll, we'll talk about that real fast. Uh, it's coming in early 2024, um, something that was announced uh, later on, though, uh, Gil was, you're the Persona guy, I'm not, uh, but they did mention yeah. uh, that the like was it Persona like the the expansion stuff they did, kind of like what they did with like Royale and Gold Persona 4 Golden, um, like the main like one of the characters you play as, she won't be back, and like the expansion stuff will not be a part of the remaster or the remake. Um, and you were saying I sent that tweet to you that they they said about it. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I like that. I've been seeing a lot of, um, kind of a lot of the same idea. A lot of people were pretty upset about the fact that it's basically just the the, the base game of Persona 3 and no, not all the extra content of the uh, Persona 3. Uh, how do you feel about that one?
1: Well, that's the thing, though. I even remember like things from back in the day that uh, there's some people that didn't didn't like the added DLC stuff from like Persona 3 Fest and stuff because it was content that was basically after the game concluded and stuff but uh there's some aspects of things that didn't really need to be explained from what i understand from back then i mean granted yeah. i did not play through the initial like persona 3 up until that point but as in regards to content of persona 3 in general it kind of has me concerned in that regards because here they are they're doing a full-on remake of the original game right and obviously there's aspects about this game that are going to remain the same but there's going to be plenty of it that looks like it's going to be updated and change The visual thing, first and foremost, kind of reminds me of that of, like, a Persona 5, where you see all these, like, stylish sort of, like, graphics and stuff like that for the menus and all this other stuff. But what's going to be interesting to me and stuff is if they're not going to go forth and have the content, say, like, a Persona 3 portable, which basically had the female character and the different type of, like, foray story stuff you can do inside that, and they're not going to have, the like, the PS2, like, DLC stuff that was with the original content game, which dealt more in the after game... I kind of am concerned what they're going to go with the initial what other changes are going to be in this game like for a fundamental like gameplay style for like different characters in regards to like say how certain plot points are going to affect their build from the course of the beginning of the game till the end is there going to be all these like major like changes inside of like done like the initial part of like that main area they explore Tartarus and stuff up until like the final couple floors or something it just leads a lot more questions than what initially I feel like doesn't really need to be like, uh, shouldn't be a thing I'm thinking about, but now after that trailer and now after that stuff that came out after the announcement of this game, this official announcement of the game. Yeah. I'm really interested in seeing what else is going to come into play with answering a lot of the stuff that I have. Cause in my personal opinion, it's like, I want to play this game Persona that persona series so far, you know, from what I have enjoyed, whether it's been from like parts of three, completion of four, completion of five royal and stuff like that, where I definitely am someone that really enjoys the games, but I don't want the original content to be jeopardized because of some needy like nitty gritty like bullshit or something, then inserting some other type of crap to it. So yeah. Yeah, I'm kinda like on the borderline of this right now.
0: Do you think they do a Persona 3 like reload or reloaded thing <laughs> where like they remake, they do a, like a, a expansion of the remake of the original, like of the expansion?
1: No, I don't okay. think so. I think yeah. this is just going to be a straight out like release and stuff. If anything, if they're going to go work on anything Persona related, it's going to be like a Persona 6.
0: Okay. Uh, well, the Persona 3 reloaded is coming early 2024 and it's coming to Game Pass day one. Uh, next up here though, Persona 5 Tactica. Uh, this is coming November 25th and also coming to Game Pass day one. Um Gives your obvious know, game uh, Persona 5 Royal was your game of the year 2017. Was it, or 2020,
1: 2020, It was
0: twenty twenty, yes. Yeah, the original game was twenty seventeen. Um, I don't know how, I mean from what we have seen in this one, like how, how you feel about this?
1: It seems like a saturn like uh, turn based strategy game, you know. It doesn't seem that bad. I know when it comes to like the initial look of it, I kind of like the whole like, chibi sort of like style of like the characters and everything like that. Also Very like cute. the idea that if I can enjoy this game on Game Pass day 1 without having to track down any type of like overpriced physical copies, kind of yeah. like what uh people are having to do now with the 3DS like versions of Persona Q and Q2. <laughs> yeah. But
0: uh you're yeah, gonna pay really 60 bucks to buy this game at launch either, so
1: exactly i don't have to buy the game at launch either if i don't want to but this is definitely interesting i will i will definitely download give it a shot see if i'm going to be into it i mean strategy games especially like tactical tactical strategy games it's either i like it or i don't i mean i really enjoy the fire emblem series and stuff but yeah yeah this is definitely like worth a rent at least a try
0: i think and i was wrong here so it says up here in the article I'm looking at November twenty fifth, but then the trailer says November seventeenth. So it was actually November seventeenth. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Uh why I said why oh, it
1: didn't proofread either shit.
0: <laughs> no Uh but this was like updated live as the thing was happening. So maybe some just wow. a typo there. Kotaku.
1: Um, well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh next up though, uh we got like a Starfield gameplay trailer. Uh we'll talk about the more at the end, but it's kind of like a little yeah. teaser for what to expect. Uh, another game the next game though, a uh, game that I-, I am super pumped for a game called i believe just j-u-s-a-n-t, J-U-S-A-N-T yes. um which i thought was kind of interesting uh, like you're climbing a mountain and stuff like that uh like i thought the visual arts the visual like the visual style of this game i thought like beautiful um i'm like man this almost looks like a uh, i i was getting like team eco vibes uh, i can't remember the name of the studio now uh you know since they've left oh gen studio people that make like last guardian team eco right so that's their new game. Like, they're working with Epic on that one. Uh, i was like, oh, man, is that... Maybe, maybe this is what that is, but it is not. And surprisingly, don't nod. Uh, people, like, that created, like, Life is Strange, right. uh, like, Va- Vampire. Um, they said a game called came out uh, on Thursday called Harmony. Um, they had another game that was shown at Summer Game Fest, I not remember what it's called. Uh, but they put out, like, a lot of, like, good games. Not, like, I'd say, like, Fantastic, since, like, Life is Strange 1 and 2. Uh, but a lot of good like so solid like sevens i'd say but this is like the first one where i looked at I'm like this game looks really good um this is also coming out on game pass coming out in the fall um i love the visual style of it uh i don't we don't really know too much of what we're doing in this game this looks like like maybe you crash into like this like it looks like you see like a, a ship or a boat mm-hmm. or something of some sort crash into this area and you're just like almost like you're um almost like a climbing simulator i don't know uh, you have a cute little dude on your shoulder with you, um, but um, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those games. I feel like it's going to be kind of like in that like that limbo style where like there's not going to be like a vocal, but it's going to be a lot of puzzle solving.
1: Right. Uh,
0: but like a rock climbing, uh, limbo style game is kind of what I'm looking at here. But I don't know how are you feel about this one, Gables.
1: I think the concept is interesting about it. I mean, the whole exploration and stuff, and the terrain stuff. There really isn't too much of anything like a combat. So this is definitely, like, a chill game that's worth a shot, you know? I mean, it's doing a lot of, like, creative things to where it's kind of getting my mind sort of interested in what, where I can explore, what I can initially do. So, yeah, it, it kind of tickles that fancy for me.
0: Yeah, it's definitely um, very much on my radar now. So I can't wait to check that one out. Another game that I can't wait to check out. Um, we have Still Wakes of the Deep. Uh, this is from Chinese Room. Um... Like like takes place to call a first person horror game uh, that you play on like uh it was like a oil tinker. Um come out twenty twenty four is also coming out on Game Pass Day One. There's people that mean like everybody uh everybody uh, everybody to the rapture, everybody comes to the ra- I can't remember what it's called. Uh that was like a that was like a place exclusive. So it was like a walking similar uh game. Um where like you're just you know walking through and you're you know, figuring out the mystery of what happened in this place. And uh, this looks more of that, but there's got like, some more uh some horror elements to it. And I don't know. This game I thought look visually is beautiful. Um, I'm definitely intrigued by the horror of it as well. Uh, because like typically they make like walking similar games, you know. Uh so you're not really ever having to worry about any like dying or anything like, happening to you. Uh but I don't know. Like early twenty twenty four is what we got here. Like I said, Game Pass day one. Uh but I don't know. I this is another game that's uh on my radar now. What about you?
1: This gives me a good vibes. This gives me good vibes, obviously. You know what it kind of reminds me of is it kind of reminds me of Outlast in some portions because it's like, it's that same type of feel to where you have to pretty much do like a run and hide sort of aspect to Mm -hmm. it. I mean, granted, you're not like holding a camera or anything else like that, but the whole initial gameplay of it, the franticness, the pacing of everything, it kind of reminds me that of an Outlast. And just because of that, you know, from looking at the initial trailer, again, it's like, I kind of want to try it out. I mean, I'm not. I'm not joking, man. It's like, this is the type of stuff that's really cool because you don't have to worry too much about the combat stuff. You just basically try to survive by like going to different set points. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can't wait for me to play this game and you laugh at me for being scared.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, that's what I did
0: till over 10 years ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was 2014. We're not that old. Uh, we're old. not that old. You know, Gables, uh, I am the same age of uh, Bowser. Fun fact for you. Uh, Nintendo uh, confirmed that Bowser is 34 years old. So, wait, am I 34? <laughs> I literally don't know how old I am. Dude,
1: you had a birthday in May. I
0: did. <laughs> am I 34? Yes, you're 34. <laughs> how old are you, Gales? I'm a year older than you. Are you 35? Yes. Oh, fuck me. I am 34. Oh my God. I'm not even like, this is not a, is not a joke. I really forgot how old I was. You get to the point that you don't
1: even remember how old you
0: are. Maybe I just, maybe didn't want to admit to myself I'm 34. Fuck me, running man. I thought I was 33 this whole time. Uh, uh. I'm legitimately depressed right now. You <laughs> might have to end the show. Uh, I'm going to have to go I'm gonna take some, oh, I'm gonna take some zannies and go lay down for a while. Um, so, let's move on
1: gotta cut the
0: edge yeah <laughs> jesus christ i'm sorry that really fucked me up uh they gonna fuck something else fucked me up here dungeons of hinton hinterberg hinter dungeons of Hinterburg? Yeah. that sounds about right um i guess this is like an rpg game uh it was revealed a while ago a few years ago uh i don't know too much about it like as far as like developers of it um but it is like a, I love the visual style of it. It's an indie game. Uh, this is also coming Game Pass Day One in 2024. But like you are like a girl. It's like, you know, she like she's like riding like her sword, almost like Zelda, like rides his shield. Um, like kind of like a behind the back third person combat. Mm. Um, it says mm-hmm. new day, new dungeon. So it looks like maybe like you're going through dungeons. You're right, you're grinding some rails, uh, exploring some, you open some treasure chests. Uh, but I don't know. I think the game like oh you solve some puzzles as well. I don't know. I think the game looks pretty fun it's just a matter of like but i mean it's one of those things where like i don't know like problem is like we see a lot of these type of games come out you know in the indie world and then like the you know the big you know the bigger game world uh it's just a matter of like you know what's your twist what's the thing that kind of like gets us in and i'd say the art style and then you know grinding some rails uh uh yeah might be the like the cool twist that gets me interested in this game what about you Gibbles?
1: honestly it has a lot of action and has a lot of interesting elements to it and kind of reminds me of the legend of zelda at some points oh,
0: yeah, I can see that, yeah.
1: but yeah. uh but at the same point you know it definitely is interesting enough to give it a shot when it comes out on game pass
0: yeah yeah looks uh it's got some chill vibes to it at the same time as well so <laughs> could be fun uh next up though keanu reeves showed up it was breathtaking as always um talked about we have a phantom liberty the uh the expansion from cyberpunk 2077 uh you know johnny silverhand is back we have idris elba uh he's playing agent solomon reed uh and like you're like trying to like i think you're rescuing the president of the new new united states um that's coming september 26th and it's gonna be 30 dollars. so no idea how big it's gonna be uh you're going to a new area as well i think it's like Dogland. i think is what it's called um well, I mean, it looks as good as ever. I think it's going to be very much so of, like, if you were into Cyberpunk uh, after all of the issues it had, but, like, you know, like, if you played it and you enjoyed it and the the for what it was, yeah. you're totally in for this. It definitely sucks for, like, I, every time I look at this game, it's like, man, I really want to play this game. And then I play this game, and I'm like, man, it's fine. Like, I don't, like, I don't have any, like, major <laughs> issue with the game. Like, it just, I just didn't vibe with it. Uh, it bums me out because this is, like, a game, that, like, uh, I should love. And, yeah, it just never hit for me. What about you, Gibbles?
1: I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this not only from uh, the expansion standpoint, you know, but I'm also interested in seeing the reactions of people when this expansion does come out, you know, because Cyberpunk 2077, I mean, I have that game. I have it digitally downloaded on my PS5 now because I still have my original PS4 disc that uh, I didn't return. So I'm like, I am interested. I'm still interested in doing a playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077, but I've been waiting for this. This like a DLC, like the Phantom Liberty one, because I really kind of am excited to just have more content to delve upon and stuff while I'm going through my initial playthrough. Since you know, I, I just don't like it whenever like I go and I finish a major RPG stuff and then like a major expansion content comes mm-hmm. out like about a year or two later afterwards and I have to figure out, try to play through the initial game again and try to learn the control stuff.
0: Yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always hard when games like put out DLC. Yeah, you know, like a yeah. year or so later, it, it's like, how the fuck did I play this game again?
1: And this is purposely why I waited so long and stuff after the release of Cyberpunk 2077. I basically waited for a bunch of patches. I'm basically waiting for this expansion stuff right there because I want to play this game whole in one go. I don't want to break up anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it does so like maybe it's taking place, like, this will take place, like, inside the story. So it's not like, post the game. It's going to be, like, taking place during the game right. as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of people who are super excited for that one, I'm sure. So, and, you know, um, CD Projekt Red has always done a great job of like putting out good quality, huge expansions. So, uh, I'm sure that that's going to be more of the same for them. Uh, city Skylines 2 is coming October 24th. Uh, it's coming out uh, on Game Pass day one as well. Um, I don't have too much dialogue on Gables. I am not like a city builder guy. What about you?
1: Unfortunately, I'm not either. Yeah. They kind of bore me. Yeah,
0: like it's not for me. And I, uh, you know, but for people out there that are excited for it, for you, and I hope it's uh, exactly what we want it to be. Uh, but game, though, I do believe is for Gables here. Metaphor uh, re yeah. f- 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 <daring> <Right> Fuck it, it's metaphor.
1: Uh, well, I'll be perfectly honest with you, man. I mean, I look at this and stuff, and <laughs> the whole naming of it, I mean, it's a crazy-ass name yeah. because, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> metaphor re That's what I'm going to say it. That's what I'm going to pronounce it anyway. Yeah. But this is the new type of game and stuff release that's going to be released here by atlas i gotta admit though i mean they've incorporated a couple different aspects of uh, the series of this thing is like a spinoff series of you know for like simicom intensei and like freaking persona and all this other stuff it's pretty much being developed by the same person that's done persona 3 4 and 5 so there is definitely a lot of hype surrounding like the development of this game in particular but i will say the look, the visual style of it is really stunning. I mean, I love the aspect of like the terrain, like the going like through the whole initial city stuff that you do see, like the, the menus and everything else look like it's all crazy as crap. The gameplay from what we have seen in this trailer looks like it's a interesting style of like uh, turn-based RPG stuff, which, hey, that's not bad in my honest opinion, but uh, the story stuff is going to be kind of balls-of-the-wall crazy from what it looks like to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, you know, sometimes they can be rel- relatively enjoyable, because even for, like, the like the the absolute craziest type of storytelling and stuff, there's, like, a semblance of, like, what type of a story it is, you know, that ties together all the craziness into, like, one cohesive thing. So it's going to be interesting to see more about Metaphor, this game, like, possibly next year or something, because yeah. I want to know even more about this, because this looks amazing. Fantastic, and there's just a lot we don't know yet of this game since it was just revealed today. That was one of the other games, that was just one of those games from Alice that didn't leak.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, of the, of the three, uh, honestly, this might be the coolest one that, of, like, if there's one that didn't get leaked, mm-hmm. this might be the best one that didn't get leaked.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's coming to uh, schedule for 2024 and it's coming to Game Pass on day one uh so that's awesome definitely like i'm not a persona guy whatsoever uh but it's like it's definitely like i look at the game i love the visuals of it once again uh but man the the games are just they're they're just two big cables uh
1: if there's one thing we could say about microsoft from this past like showcase daily is their support for japanese games is definitely just strong here i mean they have the first reveal of like a new IP from like Atlas right here, just front and center and stuff alongside the Persona
0: news. Yeah. First. And then last year they had the persona stuff for three, four, and five. Um yep. I mean we for you know, for twenty years they've been trying to get like get into the Japanese market and have like kind of felt half assed and like, they're, like they like there's a, a decent attempt at the beginning of the three sixty era with like Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon and then like what was that Tails of Vesperia, I not Vesperia. Yeah, Vesperia. Well
1: this tells Vesperia and it, stuff. You have Lost Odyssey, Eternal you have Sonata. like Blue Dragon and like that yeah, stuff. Eternal Sonata. And then Infinite this yeah. Discovery. Yeah, or Jesus like Christ, that. one
0: of the worst names of all time for Square Enix classic name. Yeah. Um yeah, so like we had that little rush there in the, like, the beginning of that era, but like we haven't really seen him uh attempt it really much since then. And like we've seen like Phil Spencer really push for that hard this generation. Um, you know, we got like Hideo Kojima making a game for them in the cloud. Now, we've definitely seen the Atlas stuff here um, the last couple of years. I'm sure there's a couple other ones I'm forgetting as well, but uh, right. I mean, it's exciting news for a lot of people, especially, you know, even better when these games are coming to Game Pass Day 1. Another um, game here is shown, Towerborn. This is from the uh, Banner, so- Banner Saga people. Um, kind of looks like a like a side-scroller uh, action RPG game uh, that is coming in 2024, also coming to Game Pass. It is a co-op game, so you can play with your friends online, uh, but... Uh, I don't know. I think the game looks great. Uh, Banner Saga games are, like, um, people love those games. Like, I've heard all <laughs> kinds of it's stuff game games I've always wanted to check out. But, uh, I don't know. There's three. They're, like, all three are out now. And they're pretty decent-sized uh, games. So, it's, like, one of those games where it's, like, uh, you know, I, I, it's, they probably never will happen because it's how much time it's going to take to do all of them. Um, but, I don't know. I like looking at it. It kind of gave me, like, a almost like a like, like Castle Crashers type of vibe. Right. Um. So, I don't know. I, I thought the game looked like it could be fun. What about you?
1: I don't know, man. I mean, the overall, like, the visual things looked all right and stuff, but it kind of looks sort of generic to me for some reason. I mean, okay. I can't really put my finger on it, though, but it just feels like like a lot of the character It just seems like some of the character models kind going of to seem life- lifeless in some aspects of it. The gameplay stuff kind of looks sort of repetitive. In some aspects, but okay. uh, it's just that's just me though I mean, there's obviously more to this game that meets the eye, but yeah, maybe there's gonna be something I'll see in the future that may change my mind,
0: yeah uh, i I just think it's got a good pedigree behind it with the better soccer people, well, but yeah, it's yeah different from anything I've ever made before, so I'm curious like you know those those other games were, like pretty story based heavy uh and I don't know we've I mean, never really seen them, you know, maybe they can have a good quality story behind it with some with some you know right uh, pretty good gameplay in i don't know I, it's definitely i man, once again it's a game that's on my radar so uh next up though i think it's like the last game they showed off actually yeah uh this is the uh nxl people uh clock work revolution uh mm-hmm. we were talking about kind of gave us like bioshock infinite vibes uh and i was kind of reading online afterwards and basically everybody felt the exact same way uh which absolutely it's gonna kind of it's crazy. Funny. Like this, this game looks really cool. Uh, but there was no release window or date or anything like that. So I imagine this is like a game that we're not gonna see for a couple of years, uh, most at least. Um, but um, I don't know I it looks fantastic. The gameplay looks really cool. The uh, yep. steampunk art style is is pretty cool looking. Um, it's so crazy. I mentioned this during the uh, the uh, live reaction part where I was like, man, it's been like really a decade since like anybody's really attempted or if we've had like. At least I can remember. Maybe there's just some I just don't remember that came out like a Bioshock style game. Uh, like We had right. um, Atomic Heart earlier this year. that kind of went for that. Uh, that was just, I thought it was fine. Uh, but yeah, this game is probably a couple years away. And I'm like, fuck, we got uh, Judas, which is the uh, Ken Levine game, who's the creator of Bioshock. He has this game right. coming out in like 2025, 2026 uh there is a bioshock game in development that's probably going to be coming out in around that same in a few years as well and then there's this game clockwork revolution that's probably going to be coming out so it's almost like man it's been over a decade since we've had a bioshock style game it's great that we're finally seeing some here but then it's like we're just seeing a bunch of them at the same time it's almost it's kind of like how we was like you know end of last year early this year where it's like we had uh cluster protocol for the dead space creator made that game um, that came out in December. We had uh, Dead Space remake in January, and then we had Resident Evil 4 uh, remake in March. It was like, man, it's been so long since we've had a, a game like that. And, like, here we are just getting a bunch uh, in a short amount of time. Uh oh. I lost cables. All right. And we are back. Sorry, we had a slight issue there with Skype, uh, but we're back. Um, but, anyways, yeah, Clockwork Revolution, like I was saying, like, we. You know we had that we just haven't had anything like bioshock in a long time but it's like same thing with like the survival horror third-person shooter games and we got three in right. like four months earlier this year uh so i feel like in 2025 2026 we might be seeing that again with bioshock style games uh <laughs> but uh i don't know how you feel about uh about uh clockwork revolution Gables.
1: what i'm thinking about predominantly is like what's this game going to be doing that's going to be radically different than say like bioshock infinite because for a game to go forth and just be blatantly oh hey this is basically our attempt
0: uh-huh. all right and we're going we are live again here sorry people we were having some skype issues uh, on my end uh but uh should be good um overall gables we'll try this again how you feel about Clockwork Revolution?
1: Okay, like I was stating, I'm looking forward to mostly what's going to be different than, say, what they're initially aiming for, which is Bioshock Infinite, but with time travel. You know, essentially. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much kind of what I've been looking for here. It's like, I understand what kind of made, what they're trying to do to try to differentiate themselves so far from what they're seeing is, oh, you get to change certain elements of the past and do this and do that and stuff like that. But seeing what's different than, say Bioshock Infinite is going to be the main apparent feel of it, but otherwise, everything else looks all right with this game trailer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got definitely I like the gameplay of it, I like uh what we've seen of it, at least I like the style of it. Uh, I don't know too much about what an exile has been doing, to be fair though. Uh, so that I mean, I, I, I don't know the history of their games, um, off the top of my head, so uh, but yeah, looks, looks pretty cool so far. Uh, that was kind of like the last major game they showed from the Xbox thing. They did end with the uh, the Xbox Series S. We did see the um, uh, the new black version of it. Uh, it's gonna have a one terabyte uh, hard drive. It'll be 350. So 50 difference there. If you want the black one, the black Xbox Series S with the uh, terabyte hard drive, so uh, about double what we, what we get. like you and I we both have the Series S, which I believe was 512. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty good with my with my uh, hard drive. Where like it's I think it helps too. Where like the Xbox is not my console like my main console usually i have like the ps5 so like you and i are mm-hmm. in the same boat there where like we play most of our third party big third party stuff and uh on the ps5 and then it's like the game yep. pass stuff and the first party stuff for xbox is where we go there so for me it's always right. pretty easy to keep the the hard drive fairly clear um and we'll seen that the, they are like rate they lowered the price of the seagate um uh, uh memory cards that you can buy so they're a lot more affordable right. now. I think they're like it's like ninety dollars for an extra terabyte, which isn't terrible. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty sweet. It looks I, I, I like the style of it. Uh, it's kind of open. Like maybe they do like a fucking like all right now we have a white Series X, but that did not happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is pretty much like kind of like their whole aspect of not only just having like a different color for their Series S model and stuff, but it's got more space in it. So that way. They'll have that one as another alternative, as opposed to just getting this the three hundred dollar version of like the Series S that's white, that it's like five hundred gigs, you know,
0: hmm.
1: or maybe they're just phasing out the white one in general. I mean, we don't know, yeah, really at this point. That could be the new starting point and stuff. I mean, I I would have to suspect though that people would more aim towards the type of models and stuff with just a terabyte, you know, because it makes it makes sense, right? Yeah, the Series S that's, like, being sold there, the carbon black thing for 350, one terabyte. Then you have the Series X that has that uh, whole one terabyte aspect to it and stuff, but it has more power and much more, like, it supports the physical disc stuff for backwards compatibility stuff, too. So, yeah, you have two different models here. I mean, I pretty much don't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case, personally, but, eh, just me.
0: Yeah. I didn't think about that before. That's a good point, though. Of, like, maybe they're phasing out. Kind of like we've seen with, like, the with the Nintendo Switch where they've kind of sort of phased out the uh, the base model and now it's either yep. you get the light or you get the OLED. It's kind of the two options. So, yeah, maybe that's kind of where they're slowly going to go over time with that thing. Um, yeah, but last but not least, though, Gables, we got the Starfield Direct is where we moved on to. 45 minutes mm-hmm. of uh, Starfield talk uh, showed off. We got a bunch of gameplay. Talked about, like, there's over, like, I think 10,000 worlds you can go to. It's all, like, Seems like it's all like you know, uh, you know, randomly generated content right. there. Uh, talk about like showing you like kind of how you can like move quickly between uh, solar systems and stuff like that. It's all taking place in the in the galaxy. Uh, we didn't see we didn't see Earth, but we saw like Mars, uh, Alpha Centauri, uh, which I believe is, if I remember correctly, that is the closest um, uh, like uh, 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 solar system to where we're at right now. But it's like I think it's like a three year three light years away. Um, so it would right. take us like a thousand years to get there currently, um, but uh, yeah, we got we got to see some a bunch of gameplay. Showed off a lot of the shipbuilding. building. Uh, then you can build your own towns in there. Showed off a lot of kind of an idea of what we're like, what the main story stuff is going to be. Like a lot of the characters you're going to meet throughout. Uh, some of the main towns you're going to go to. Um, but I don't know, like kind of how you how you how are you feeling coming out of, like this big star starfield showcase, Gables.
1: I am definitely now invested in wanting to play this game at launch because not only did the reveal of say the customization stuff that they're implementing the stuff kind of made me more excited about it because not not just customize your character but every bit of your ship you can go forth and create which could be like some sort of crazy ass sort of creations that you can make i think at one point i saw one of the developers make a big old freaking spaceship that was like of a platypus and stuff yeah and the hms hs HM,
0: like hss or hms platypus, platypus like
1: hss had... platypus or something like that yeah and at one point i saw literally some one of the developers create like the power rangers like megazord inside their tank mode the original Megazord sort mode which that one got me just going because that was hilarious but another portion of it is like i liking like how the combat is inside of this game. Yeah. It's definitely apparent that it helped in that department because even if at least what you were saying, Tyler, when during the stream, even if it's like say a B tier style of like shooting thing, it would be definitely an improvement upon what Bethesda has done with like shooters before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of what I said was like, um, you know, like if, if doom is like S tier shooter, mm-hmm. if this is like B tier doom shooter, like I, that would be fantastic. I would take C plus tier uh doom shooter uh because yeah like i said like the really the fallout games like the shooting is just not good at all uh like right it was they literally had to build the vat system to make it playable so which i i know was like <laughs> that like, that's not the main point of the game but uh it is a big part of the game depending on how you play it so um yeah i i loved a lot of it. like i said like the combat looks fantastic uh for what it is like i, I think the, If we're going to spend a lot of time doing it, like I like for it to at least be good quality. We didn't see anything. They didn't show any like bat style stuff that I remember. So uh, that's interesting that that wasn't shown there. Um, Like I said, at the top of the show though, like this is, I I don't know if they could have done a better job of showing off this game. Uh, I think kind of like how big the scope is of this game the combat uh, kind of what you're doing, the ship building, the, the, like you building your towns, uh, the different uh, the amount of different worlds you can go to like uh seems like yeah, a lot of it just for me it's almost like i look at it, like this is definitely gonna be game i'm gonna jump into and, and, and check out especially I mean, it helps it's gonna be on game pass day one obviously uh but it's like i look at this i'm like fuck man like um i wouldn't be shocked though like for me you're like this is a personal thing like i could put 20 hours in this game and bounce off or i'll spend fucking 80 hours in this game and get like which i know if 80 hours in this game isn't a lot to a lot of people but for me, that's a lot of hours for a single game. And I, I can definitely see like, I think that's kind of where I'm going to be. I'm going to spend like 20 hours into it. Like I respect what this game is. It's just not for me. Or I'm going to spend 80 hours in this game. Like this is one of the best games I've ever played.
1: Right. Exactly the point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I, I it was so funny. Like we spent 45 minutes on this thing. It's like at no point was I like, okay, like I'm tired of seeing this thing. I was like we were watching this. I'm like man, like, they can just kind of keep showing me shit, and, like, it was, like, simultaneously, like, you don't need to show me anymore, like, I'm sold, and also, like, you can just keep showing me shit for another hour, and I don't think I'd be bored. Right. It it is wild. Like, I was stunned by just how um, good I felt coming away from that thing. Um, Right. Like, and, like, this is probably the most confident that we felt about an Xbox game Yes, and I don't remember how long, because usually, like in the gaming world, for at least for us, I feel like a lot of time. Like, and sometimes we get fooled. Sometimes games come out, come out, we don't think are gonna be much, and then they blow up, and they're way better than we ever thought they could be. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel, for the most part, when like g- games are coming out, we can kind of tell how they're feeling about this game, whether like how good this game is gonna be. Uh, you know, especially as we get closer to the game coming out. Uh, you know, like we look at like um, like places sometimes where like the reviews come out like two weeks before the game comes out and it's like, Oh right. man, they're feeling like when they're putting out reviews for a game a week plus out, like they must be feeling pretty great about it. But when we look at like Redfall, we're like, we start hearing rumors of like the game's coming out on Tuesday, but the review, like review codes went out on Friday and the review embargo is mm-hmm. the same time the game launches. Uh Oh, uh, you know, shit like that. Like you can definitely like feel when someone's not feeling positive about a game. Uh, and I would say, For what we saw here, uh, you know, this is the first game they put out since Fallout Four in 2014. Um, They are feeling like they've nailed it. Right. Yeah. um, But I don't. I don't have too much more to add. Like, I think the game looks fantastic, and it's like, you know, I 24 hours ago, fuck, 12 hours ago, I would like look at Tears of Kingdom. I'm like, there's no competition this year for like at the Game Awards. I think for for most people, for Game of the Year. Uh, and then I, I see this 45 minute direct and I'm like, all right, there's some real competition this year. Like
1: there's a legitimate shot that this game could be competing with tears of the kingdom for game of the year this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Fantastic showing. Um, anything else you want to add on Starfield though, Gables? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah, I, like I said, at the top of the show, like I'm eight out of 10 on that, on the Xbox side, 10 out of 10 on the Starfield side. Um, Love the show. Like we talked about before, like during going into the with the live reactions, like you know going into like right before the show started, it was like this was the first time, in really over a decade, where like Xbox can do a full counter punch on PlayStation, um, uh, and actually gained some ground on them. Um, right. And do I feel like it was like a full on fucking n- knock them out? No, but they landed a really good blow on PlayStation, where I feel like this was like. The first time where like I look at like they could gain some ground on them, because um, it's what we've seen that that you know ever since 2013, it's just you know they built the you know, PlayStation blew them out of the water with that with that conference, and they've just been you know obviously they've been putting out good quality games since then. But it's just like even when the Xbox has been doing some good shit, they just couldn't catch up to PlayStation. This is the first time where I feel like not saying it's gonna turn the tides, but like they can really they're going to catch up a little bit. I feel like in this one, like, I feel like, I feel like the vibes are good on this one, but I also want to remember, I was, want to remind myself and everybody out there listening is this is the exact same way we felt last year when they did that whole, the, all this is coming in the next 12 months. And then look yep. at us now where it's like, you know, like we're talking about eval next year. They're talking about, um, Hellblade next year. All these other games that are coming to, to game Pass day one next year, over the next you know, year, this year and the next year. And it's like, we could very easily be doing the same thing right now that we were doing a couple months ago. I was like, man, they really yep. f- fucked that. Like, they did not nail that whatsoever. And like, games get start getting delayed. Shit happens. Obviously, take your time. Shit happens. Uh, but it's like, man, like I feel like you're gonna start putting some dates like on stuff. Even if it's like a year, you gotta be feeling pretty confident. I feel like when they're like, we're looking at like Fable and Clockwork Revolution and shit like that, and they're not getting, even giving us years. They're like, okay, we want to make sure. Like, I, it makes me kind of makes me like more confident that like avowed and hell they will be next year because if they're not willing right. to put dates on those maybe they're like oh, we're not even gonna bother attempting to do that because we want to make sure like we know for a fact when we when we say a date or give it a year, like that's gonna hit that hit that timeline. Uh so yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being an optimist. Uh but yeah, overall really great show. Um anything you want to add though Gables before we get out of here?
1: Uh no. No, I'm good.
0: Okay. Well, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Sorry for the technical difficulties we had uh, there towards the end. Uh, but uh, we will be back tomorrow. We're going to be doing the uh, live reaction. The plan is to do a live reaction to the Capcom showcase. Uh, we'll not be able, most likely, to do the Ubisoft one. If things change, I will post about that. Um, so you know, make sure you check us out on Twitter, where we will be doing updates. Uh, also, at Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, all those places. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, um, all that. Um, and then we'll be back tomorrow night as well. Uh, reviewing and breaking down the Ubisoft Forward and the Capcom Showcase as well. Um, so keep an eye out on your podcast feeds and on YouTube for that as well. Uh, but I was host, to Tyler.
1: And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, play some fun games. But thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast.
0: Thank you, Gables. Yeah. And the immortal world words of the Iron Sheik, fuck Hulk Hogan.
1: And fuck Hulk Hogan indeed. Bye, guys. See ya.